Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. I told you my theme for the camp is loyalty and disloyalty. And uh, we had a special session on accusation, Uh opposition, and progression of rebellion and we saw that what starts as a complaint a personal thing you have against a leader can end up derailing a whole nation now of course you know that those people never made it to the promised land Now, was it God's will? When God was getting them out of Egypt, was he planning for them not to get to the promised land? No. But they never made it there. And you know why they never made it there? Accusation, opposition, and progression. What started with Miriam and Aaron ended up covering the ten leaders out of twelve can you imagine if Jesus had 10 people become Judas? Where in the upper room you only have two. That's what happened to Moses. Moses' ministry could not deliver the promise. What was Moses' call? To get the Israelites to the promised land. Did he do it? No, he failed. He failed so much that even he himself never got there. And how did it begin? Two people who are close to him. So you can be there and you are in the process of derailing the destiny of millions of people and you don't even know what you're doing. Because my discovery is that most disloyal people actually don't know what they are doing. Yeah. They are not actively bad people. They are just ignorant people. When Paul was persecuting the church, he thought he was serving God. Maybe when you post on Twitter about pastors, this, pastors, that, you think you are serving God. You don't know you're destroying the church. So, you don't, don't, what, what's that proverb of stop the the whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, there is one where it's, it says it's like oil. Huh? It's like oil. Like the, your best chance is not to start. Like there are some quarrels you're going to start with your spouse, and what you thought would be resolved in a day, three years later, 
the family is in total strife people are not talking yeah the beginning of strife is like releasing water therefore stop contention before a quarrel starts the beginning of strife is like releasing water one of the most difficult things in landscape architecture is how to deal with storm water because when it rains water must go somewhere you can't wish it away you can't just build your boundary wall and say i don't care about the neighbor everyone when it comes to storm water everyone even if you hate your neighbor you must cooperate they send theirs through your wall you do a channel you send the next person down whether you are in an association or not because you're not going to wish it away hey so when Miriam and, and Aaron released that water they didn't know that a whole nation was not going to get to the promised land you can discourage a pastor and they, they, they quit and you don't know he was the one supposed to preach to Billy Graham when Billy Graham got born again there was the, you should read the story it's like the guys had been wondering are we, what we're doing is it even working yeah you might be discouraging a Billy Graham's pastor Bishop Doug he has told the story many times how in the beginning his associate his assistant was the one holding meetings to discuss him and how he used to go to the bathroom with Dios every Saturday he nearly quit the ministry 6,000 churches in 94 countries nearly got snuffed out by an accusing, opposing associate. A man's enemies shall be they of his own household. It's always it's the people who are near you. I'm just recapping yesterday. so accusation opposition and progression of rebellion since it's day two I think I'm going to need some water or even better black tea with honey because the voice and then in the afternoon we looked at not in the afternoon it was a, the other session rejecting those who cause divisions we were studying Jude yeah someone told me they never know, knew that Jude had those things they only knew verse 20 and you brethren building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost <laughs> just put the tea there next to my wife <clears throat> thank you but you can take it Trevor Yes. 
making sure that the culture doesn't get to a point where now you have a buffet this size. <laughs> and, and dessert on the other side for the preacher. <laughs> like, before you know it it's a vista and it's not a vista victory those joining us from Kigali Nairobi United Kingdom Europe US Wairaka Ginger Kamuli Fort Porto Budaka Mbarara, Arua, Kayunga, Iganga, Lira, Budondo. Huh? Welcome. All right, this morning, I want us to talk about deceptions, divisions, and defeats of dangerous sons. Deceptions, divisions, and defeats of dangerous sons. Bishop Doug has a book, Those Who Are Dangerous Sons. Deceptions, divisions, and defeats of dangerous sons. This might not be one of the more exciting messages. But usually the things that grow you are not the things that excite you. And the things that excite you are not the things that grow you. Yeah. Eating is more exciting than gymming. Ice cream is more exciting than vegetables. Watching TV is more exciting than exercising. Kissing is more exciting than saying sorry. (laughs) If you are married. But you may find that saying sorry is what is going to grow you. But you just want a kiss instead of first saying sorry. (laughs) Who is annoyed? (laughs) If you are married. Now, deceptions divisions you see dangerous sons are deceived and they deceive and they cause divisions but eventually they are defeated now, from my observation even though i've not consulted all the right people yet at this stage Internal sicknesses are harder to deal with than external sicknesses. Doctor, true or false? A wound on the outside is 
much easier to handle than an internal wound. A lot of people, I, I remember those days when I first found this out as a lay person, is when people would die after having accidents, but they were not injured on the outside. I mean, like, he was okay. And then he died. And the guys with gory wounds survived. Why? Because while others were bleeding on the outside, the other person was bleeding internally and they didn't know it. A wound on the outside is easier to deal with than a wound on one of your organs and that shall not happen to you. Yeah. Inside stuff. That's why the people who specialize mostly are specialists about inside things. Right. Am I telling the truth? Yeah. Because if you've knocked your toe, you can sit, plaster, uh, spirit, ah, and you limp around. But you have a temperature, you have a headache, and there's, on the outside, you look perfect. But you know there is a problem. That's when you can't treat it yourself. Yeah. Because the stuff, you can't see it. And it's microscopic. If you have a pimple, you need a mirror. A person with a tumor, mirror can't help. Are you, are you following? So, your ministry, I'm talking to ministers here, will almost weather any outside attack it's easy to treat all the slander from outside these people who think you're this that 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 but if it's someone inside that's a complicated thing yeah when the problem is inside it's complicated. Hey. Now, another thought. Physical sicknesses, are, even if they're inside, are easier to deal with than soul, mental, emotional sicknesses. You can be there looking at a beautiful person who is flawless on the outside but inside. Yeah, and you come from those ends and you fall in love properly with your face down. <laughs> Drooling. Huh? That's why they tell you drink water because you might be losing it through saliva. <laughs> Nayenga, <laughs> you, yeah. That's what the Bible says. Man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. Now, I'm not saying become an investigator. 
We all need that degree of stupidity to fall in love. If, if, if we were to all assess this, this, no one would ever do it. Yeah, that's why you do it early. Yeah, if you wait and the years pass, you are marrying by analysis, you'll get into paralysis. We all need that thing where your brain is suspended for a season. And by the time you, you come back to yourself, you, there's a ring. You see, even Adam, they had to first put him to sleep. By the time he came back, he's like, oh, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bones. But some of you, you've refused to... Every time the girl comes around, you hire the FBI, the CIA, CID, and I don't know what. You even go and talk to prophets to tell you all their history. This is the picture. Tell me. What? What are you seeing, man of God? Yeah. Even though the report comes back and it's all. Hmm? You want me to move nearer this side? For now, I'm still here. This is safe territory. Even though the report comes back and everything is okay, you don't know what's going to happen to the person after you marry. Because you are overanalyzing the history, you don't know that the years after are going to be more than the years before. After you marry, you don't know what's going to happen. Will the person maintain the same beliefs? Will they read a book one day and come and tell you some stuff that makes your head whatever? It's by marriage is by faith. You you take the pin and you put it in. Yeah, and, and you ask God, let it go like this. Yeah. It, it shouldn't turn around at the wrong spot. And before you know it, it's inside. And now it's a, a case of will it not? <laughs> I'm sure you're understanding. All of that to say when the stuff is inside, it's harder. It's complex. Second Samuel chapter 13. Let's start at verse 19. This section is called the offense. The offense. Are we reading? Let's read. Then Tama put ashes on her head and tore her robe of many colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went away, crying. And Absalom, her brother, said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. Verse 21. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. 
And Absalom spoke to his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. Now this is a very sad story in the scriptures where Tamar was tricked by her half-brother Absalom, Amnon, Amnon, and raped. Okay? It's a trickery. And all these things are there for our learning. How do you avoid being raped? Don't do what Tama did. Yeah, someone tells you, come to my house. You go. Alone. Says, cook for me a meal. You cook. Alone. Then he says to the servants, get out. They get out. And you're still there. Alone. Then he says, bring the food to the bedroom. Huh? There's a seat here. Bring the food to the what? Oi. What a shock. I gave away the seat. Bring the food to the bedroom. There is a seat. There is a seat here. And what do you do? You take the food. Like, please. Hmm? At some point, look, young ladies, eh? always be suspicious. Not sometimes. Why must the food be taken to the bedroom? Auntie, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. Why must everyone go? Why have they sent everyone away? You've gone to visit a brother. There is no one else in the house. That is the time to leave. Terminate the visit immediately. Tell your brother guy not to leave. Am I making sense? Look, even if it may not be this scenario where she was raped, and maybe you even love the person, but you're not married, it, you're setting yourself up for many years of regrets and asking yourself, what on earth was I thinking? Now, you cannot say you didn't know because now I'm telling you. Hmm? You see, the, the brothers... They are wired by God. (laughs) 
They don't need too much time for that. It just switch on like this. Ooh. When when we used to do marriage counseling, they'll tell us the ladies are like hmm? Yeah, the ladies are like a hot plate. It comes on mpola mpola. The men are like a gas cooker. And sometimes the gas cooker doesn't know that there is food it shouldn't be cooking. <laughs> now, some of you are saying we are here talking about disloyalty. I'm telling you also another way you can be disloyal to God. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, a lot of people have suffered because no one told them. You see, when you're a woman and you live in your woman's head in which I expect you to live, you think that men think like women. Yeah, you're there thinking, of course, this person, we don't know each other like that, we haven't conversed for 28 days, there's no way they are going to... Yeah. They are dropping me home from a date. Uh, if, if they are dropping you for home from a date and there's no one at home, do you know where they should stop? The gates. The gates. Who is not understanding what I'm teaching? <laughs> But you're there, they've dropped you. Look, you are from a date. Now they are saying they need a drink. Do you have something to drink in the house? Uh-uh. That's when your antennas should immediately go on. Ding, ding. This person drank a Fanta when we were out. They drank a Coca-Cola. They drank mineral water. They drank tea. Why do they need a drink? I tell you, drove past the supermarket. Hey. Now, let me tell you something. I've not, I've not reached my text, but I'm giving you the background to that text. The, the Bible says that, uh, that uh, who is the guy? Amnon. That he loved Tamar, his sister, to the point of sickness. He became sick of love. Now, let me tell you how it ends. After he had raped her, the Bible says he hated her even more than 
he had loved her. So it was not love. It is lust. It's lust. That's why they make people sign. You, you're there. Ah, I will not say it like that. We are in church. You are there opening your legs for someone who has not signed anywhere in the presence of witnesses. What do you expect? If you ask all the men here if they are genuine, they will tell you. Eh? All these men who love their wives, eh? it is the signature. <laughs> it is the signature. Yeah. It is the signature. It has nothing to do with the feelings they had initially. Even those who are not agree, who are seated as if they don't know what I'm saying and they are married, they know it is the signature that has kept them with the same person. Oh, it's the signature. No, you, you, no, you don't have a, a signature. You're there. And then you come crying, how now he has shown interest in another person. You thought he was interested in you. Only. He hated her exceedingly more than he so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her and I'm not saying get out I'm done with you get out get out I'm done Be gone. Put on your trousers. Put on your dress. I don't want to see you. You are no longer useful to me. You, you joke with the devil. You joke with the devil. He can destroy your future. You're there thinking you're in love. Staying late. Alone. Mbuko on a holiday. How? You know what? Eh? The change of culture does not change the word of God. 
Call me old fashioned if you want. You can be new fashioned and idiotic. And you will see it from the tears you will cry the rest of your life. If you disregard what I'm teaching you right now. You will weep and weep and weep. Sit down. That's the background to the story. So, after this girl has been abused, her brother comes and says, Who? I'm not. Okay. Don't worry. He took her home. Now, she should be in the king's house. She should be living in the king's house. But Absalom took her to his house. Because Absalom was the same mother, same father. And the Bible says she was desolate for the rest of her life. Yeah. And say, King David was very angry. But he did not do more than anger. You see, this story has too many dangerous sons. The first dangerous son is Amnon. He raped the system. Now, what should the king do? Should he execute Amnon? He's his son. He's in a catch-22 situation. Should I execute Amnon? That is my son. Do you know that uh, Eli, hmm, his sons, they were misbehaving in what? In the temple. Eating the offering sleeping with temple women and the Bible says he talked to them and rebuked them but that's where he ended when God sent the prophet to judge he did not send to the sons he sent to Eli give me that scripture And he said, yeah, the, where he comes and says, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who, those who, hmm, verse what? Yeah. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, he's talking to Eli. I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. And both his sons and himself all died on the same day. 
I'm talking to disciples right now. <laughs> the idea that <clears throat> you, you will be exonerated because it was your sons and not yourself. Hmm? Bring your disciples. I want to talk to them. Ah, they, they, they are too busy. But I'm here. I'm here. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. The idea that you can let your spiritual children behave the way they want as long as you, you're righteous is exactly what will get you destroyed yourself. Yeah. Eli wasn't destroyed for his own sins. He was destroyed because of his son's sins. Discipleship is not a walk in the park. You are held accountable for other people's conduct. Oh yes. Eli was held up accountable for. Yeah. You must go beyond rebuking. You must go beyond being angry. What did Samuel do when Saul, whatever, he, he went beyond rebuking. He said, the kingdom is taken away from you. Yeah. You have been removed from your office. We are not going to keep it at rebuke level. Now, I know some of you, you're shocked at all of this. It's all in the Bible unless we read different ones. Teaching them to observe all things that have commanded you to observe, to do, not to know. Who is teaching them? The disciples. They are teaching who? They are disciples. What are they teaching them? The things Jesus has taught them to observe. Ha ha ha. I don't know when we are going to finish, but now Absalom spoke neither good nor bad for two years. So Absalom was offended because his father did not go far enough in dealing with Amnon. Now think about it. You could say he was right to be offended. How many mistakes did David commit? Many. What did God do with all the mistakes? He sent him a prophet, Nathan. If God has not sent your father a prophet, eh? 
through your offense and keep quiet. Do not assume you are now the prophet God is going to use. Absalom's offense at this gruesome act by his brother was the seed that led to his destruction. In, in the book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, stages of disloyalty, offense is stage number two. The first one is in, independent spirit, then offense, then the third is passivity. And Absalom was walking in both offense and passivity. Quiet for two years. For two years. Like Bishop Doug says, I am not going to say anything to anyone about anything anymore. Maybe you are in this church and you are one of those people saying, if you are worship habits now, me, I said nothing. You are on your way to disloyalty. You are at passive stage, stage three. But you know, it starts offense. Now, can I tell you something? Do you suspect, hmm? maybe even a little bit, that Moses Mkisa has ever been offended by anything or anyone in this church? <laughs> uh, eh? you, do you suspect that anyone could ever have offended me since 16 years or am I too holy to accomplish that look I, I, me, I can't be offended I'm a man of peace Do you think that's true? No, I have been offended so many times. <laughs> oh yeah, if it was about you quit when you're offended, I will have quit a thousand times this church. Yeah. I'm offended. Bye. Me, I would be doing it every week. And then I come back and say, okay. Do you know the reason I'm here? I'm here because I have digested all the offense and gone to the toilet and released it there. Yeah, it, it, you just have to keep cleansing the system. Because offenses will come. That's what the Bible says. Offenses will come. Anyone who tells you you'll never be offended in this church is lying to you. In fact, a church like Worship Harvest is the perfect church to be offended. Because the churches where they don't ask you to do many things, their chances of offense are less. If you just come sit at the back, and the moment you hear the word amen, you are near way to the what? To the car. Ah, that's... Uh, but here, where everyone is looking at you, saying, huh? are you in a mission committee? Are you leading a mission committee? Why, 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 why aren't you a zone pastor? Where, what's your, where's your frontier? Send a report. 
why, why don't you have a wife yet? Show me your land. Where is your land title? Uh, Did you finish your degree? When are you going back? Uh, uh, have you done a master's? Arise and build. Church planting. There is this other church. Uh, go help out. Huh? What? They call you at 3 a.m. 5 a.m. prayer. They add you to a group. Wink, wink, guru. I'm telling you, a people who stay in worship service, they especially because in this church, eh, if you want to be offended, come to this church. It will take you not more than three weeks before someone is getting on your nerves. I even wonder how we grow in numbers. It's a mystery to me that people stay. was that in your car? Why were you only two? Malakasi Kata. Is your husband happy? Your wife was looking sullen. Is everything okay? And we were like, what does it have to do with you? It's my private life. It's not your private life. That's why you didn't get married at night in your room by yourselves. It was during the Moluatu. So, you have nafena. Kameza, what now? This church, hmm. you want to be offended? Go to worship others. <laughs> Is that an ad? So, you must have these offensive shock absorbers. I am with lifetime guarantee. You drive, it's like nothing is going on. Your smooth ride, kumbe down, eh? But here on top. Be careful about offense. Offense can destroy you. And moreover, rightly uh, instigated offense. You're like, of course, of course. Why did this guy rape my sister and my dad did not do enough? Hmm. So take note of offended people because offended people, how do you know they're offended? Silence. Passivity. Blue ticking. 
They removed the blue ticks, so it's only gray. They lack transparency. Everything you ask on the WhatsApp group, they are the ones who do not ever have an opinion. You ask, how was the message today? What, what was, uh, what was, yeah. What, what was your greatest conviction from today's message? Blue ticks. Nothing. Are you a silent member of the WhatsApp leader group of the leaders at your location? Go and change it. Go and change it and be very proactive about changing it. Because ask yourself, why is it that you don't want to say anything? Have you ever been friends with a person who doesn't want to say anything? Can you build relationships with a person who doesn't want to say anything? Hello. How are you, Esther? Is everything okay? That's nice hair. That's when you know. Huh? Hmm. Absalom. Two years he didn't talk to Amnon. I'm not eh? in this MC. I'm not going to say, look, there is so much that could offend you. Maybe you felt you fell sick. You expected the Pope, the Archbishop, the bishops, the archdeacons, the parish priests, and everyone to come in a convoy to visit you at your hostel with police escorts. And then, what? Alas, uh, yeah, you wanted the church flag to fly at half mast because you have malaria. And when all of that wasn't done. Then, and your name is leader. Then they ask you, have you visited your members? <laughs> eh? Have you visited? And you're like, I have no time for this. I'm not going to participate in this. Eh? I have no time. 
What kind of church is this? When I fell sick, they didn't visit me now. They're asking me whether I visited people. Ah. Uh, you are offended. The devil is setting you up. And you have to know it's a trap. It's a trap. And sometimes it's going to be things that are out of your control. Like, what could Absalom have done about Amnon? Nothing. It wasn't his problem. It was King David's problem to solve. But now he had chewed the tablet. Yeah, offense is like a ka thing. Once you swallow it, and you start digesting and it gets into the bloodstream and the muscles. And you meditate on it and you go visit someone else and you talk more about it. Hmm? You compare notes. Even you, did they visit you when you were sick? What did you get on your birthday? Yeah, I see some people's cakes being cut. My, my, my. Yeah, me, I got a cake image. It's a trap. Don't fall into it. Yeah, let me tell you whoever should be doing all those nice things for you, eh? Sometimes they may also be overwhelmed. Hey, first sit down. <laughs> we are talking about deceptions divisions and defeats of dangerous sons the reaction and it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep shares in Balhazel which is near Ephraim so Absalom invited all the king's sons verse 24 then Absalom came to the king I want you to read this because it's very interesting and said Kindly not, your servant has sheep shears. Please, let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all go now, lest we be a burden to you. Then he urged him, but he would not go, and he blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servant saying, Watch now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I said to you, strike Amnon, then kill him. Do not be afraid. Have I not commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded 
Then all the king's sons arose and each one got on his mule and fled. Let me give you a, a word of wisdom. It came to me early morning. Never steal. Never steal. Never steal anything. Never steal anything. Thieves carry a curse with them. Never steal. If you have ever stolen anything, you should go to your disciple. Confess your fault. Let them pray for you. And release you from that curse. As you can imagine, I'm on a completely different stream. So when this one came, I, I, I knew it's time. There are things that you do that you don't know they will always come back the wrong way. Yeah. Like this Amnon. Even though his brother killed him wrongly, that, that justice had to be paid. And one of the things that people do a lot that they don't know the gravity of it and how it can affect generations is stealing. Stealing can affect generations children children's children like that and your descendants can be working so hard and wondering what's wrong with us that's why you should all be tithers Because first of all, not tithing is robbing God. But I'm talking about stealing in terms of stealing from people. Sometimes you don't know all the curses that you are terminating with your tithe. And I know, like me, if you're a grace preacher like me, I didn't believe in curses. But they're in the Bible. They're there. You should read Bishop Doug's book. How to neutralize curses. Eh, you just realize I'm the one without wisdom. Now, <laughs> let me say, tell you something else that, uh, again, I was listening to Bishop Doug this morning. And, you know, a scripture which I've read, taught from for forever. Suddenly, boom, boom. When he told Peter, I'll give you keys to the kingdom. 
If you have more than one key, what are the implications of what the, the thing you're going into? More than one door. Now, most of us think that the kingdom is one big room like this, that you have one key, you enter, and you have access to everything. Nope. That's why he uses the word keys. The kingdom is many rooms with many doors. And sometimes, the room where you are, you think that's all. When you are leading a missional community, you have entered the room of discipleship. It's different from a person who plants a church. Becoming a pastor of a church is a key. To, that's another room altogether. They are not the same rooms. Now you can be a pastor of a church who doesn't have the key to a room called teaching. Yeah, you when you start teaching in twenty minutes we are done. Or if you take it longer than twenty minutes, everyone can't wait to leave. It is a room. It's a room you have not entered. Or you can be a pastor and you have entered the room of teaching. I think I am in the room of teaching. But there is a room of miracles and you haven't accessed it. Now what do you do? You start, you start undermining all the miracle workers. You say they should be teaching people. So that they are not always depending on the miracle. That was me. Then I realized Acts 2 22 Give it, put it up. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you, not by teaching. By miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst. That's how God confirmed that I'm done was sent to this one. So you can be in the teaching room, but the door to the miracle room is locked. And you need a key. And you can be there in your miracle room or in your teaching room or in your church planting room that the door to the money is locked. The money room. Yeah, look, I just did a simple fundraiser here yesterday, two billion. That's a room. You also come and do it. You come and say, it is the crowd that he has. Given the same crowd, I would also raise it. Yeah, the other day I did an offering in uh, Leaders Camp Night. 70 million in one night. You, you can say, ah, cash. That, that's not promises. You can say, it's the crowd. You see, that's why you are limited. That's why the room is locked. Even the people who would help you access the key, you obamanyi leader. Oloz obamanyi. Oloz nawe. You know, it's just that you're not desperate for the salvation of souls. That's why you behave the way you do. If you were, you would know all the people dying right now are dying because there are certain rooms I've not accessed yet. Because if I had those spaces, 
those keys, more people would get saved. You can plant a church and it's one church and it's nice. That's a room. The room of many churches is another room. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Many churches is a different room. Not many people can operate many churches and they stay. A person who is in the room of one church and sees what we do here and says, ah, I'll also do it. You just find that you plant all your churches and they all keep leaving you. Somehow, people go away with the churches and you remain with the one that you started because you haven't accessed. How did we end here? Can someone help me? Never steal. How did I go from stealing? Yeah, tithing takes out the curse. Yeah. Do me a favor. Never steal anything from anyone. And where you've done it, I don't know why God brought it to me so, so strongly. So, so strongly in the morning. Where you have, go to your discipler in, in what? In uh, confidence. We are not going to have a stealer's confession thing here. <laughs> go to your discipler in confidence. And don't be generic. And tell them, in this year, I was working at this place. And then they brought this thing. And I, uh, yeah. I asked for a bribe. I stole this, or I took a piece of chicken. I'm telling you, they, they, right now, by the way, if those who have any sort of thing between your ears, you know that I've already paused the sermon. The other sermon is on pause. Right now, yeah, it's like when you're watching YouTube, there's a song, then an advert comes. Don't, don't confuse the two. Don't think the advert is part of the song. And don't forward. You know the thing where you, you press <laughs> skip ad. Don't skip. God wants to put insane sums of money into your life. But I need you to terminate that curse. And I've told you how to do it. It's so simple. You just go to your disciple and say, hey, 2018, March, this was the situation, and I, I made off with two million. Ah, the freedom. You, you watch and see what's going to happen. You watch and see what's going to happen to your finances. You know, finances is a room. It's not by hard work. Look, if it was hard work, all the bricklayers would be the billionaires. Yeah, you've never done bricklaying. It's, oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> yeah, you go work on a building site. That's when you will know why people eat two kilograms of food. Back to my script. Now, I was going to show you something. Can I show you something? That you cannot see immediately. Unless someone shows it to you. Absalom had intended to kill David at this stage. Absalom had intended to kill his father at the party. I said, since he will not come, let me convince him to send the offender himself. Whoever wronged you, wronged you in the missional community, you want to kill up more. when people complain out there, do they complain about their immediate leaders? No, they are always complaining about me or their location pastor or network leader. It's a classic case of Bakusere Demokatala or Yombe Sakubo. They've sold you in the cat. Oh, no. <laughs> They've sold you in the cartel. And you're embarrassing the cool. <laughs> oh gosh. You know when you go to the district headquarters and you fail to get services there, and when you're tweeting, it is President Museven. This Museven's government. District headquarters, where even him, if he had, if he could deal with it, he would. But he's so far removed from him, he doesn't even know. I'm just showing you. Because you think if you were the one, you would have done it differently. You just don't know the complexity of it. Like Apostle Moses was saying, the person in the valley is quarreling with a person on the hilltop he, because he doesn't see what the other person is seeing. You know when you're young, everything is black and white. As you grow older, you realize there's a lot of gray between the black and white. A lot. Maybe that's why people get gray hair later on. So you can see from this text that the person he was trying to get to the party where he had organized the killers was King David. And he could not get him. So he said, okay. Send Amnon. Let's bring Amnon. So he told him, and I said, strike, strike.
That's chapter what? 13. Now, of course, when he killed Amnon, he fled to a place called uh, Gashu. He fled to Gashu and he was there, I think, also for another two years. Or something. It was a long time. And then, enter Joab. Schema in chief. And Joab figured out how to get who? Absalom back to Jerusalem. So he sent this woman who went to the king pretending about to be seeking justice about something. Until as David listened, he says, please tell me and do not lie to me. Is Joab involved in this matter? It's like, it's like, it sounds like Joab. Yeah, it's a, a, an old woman. But I, I, I sense Joab's spirit in the scheme. So reluctantly, David says, okay, let him come back. And he came back to Jerusalem. And then he wasn't allowed to see the king for two years. But the, story, the plot thickens. Now in all Israel, chapter 14, verse 25, uh, can we read? Now in all Israel, there was no one who was praised as much as Absalom for his good looks. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. Wow! Be careful when people praise you. Yeah. How so and so? So and so. Yeah. You, you just know it's a setup. It's a setup. Yeah. If they come to your father's house and they sing more praises for you than your father, it's a setup. Just know. Huh. What's the scheme here? Hey. That's when you, it's time for you to behave yourself wisely. Like they praised David more than so. He just knew. Ha! Problems. And he kept it cool. Hmm? They come to your location. And they never talk about the location pastor. You are the one they're always talking about. Oh, brother so-and-so. Hey, brother so-and-so. Sister so-and-so. I thank God for this church. Sister so-and-so. And sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, who they thank God for the church, is not the pastor. It's like the location pastor doesn't exist. But there is someone there who, for a gifting of God, did Absalom give himself the good looks? Did he go, go, grow his hair? They say his hair. He used to shave every year. Nyanga, it would like two shekels. Did he give himself the hair? No. He also, by the providence of God, found himself very gifted, very good looking, very yeah, appealing to everyone. Everyone wanted to, to be in, uh, with Absalom. 
And that is what started phase two. Is this in the Bible or not? Why are people quiet? Are you the one that people have been praising at your location more than... No, I'm not saying this. This is a church where we recognize people's what? Efforts and giftings and say, yeah, this thing couldn't happen without you. So, we appreciate you. At least we make an effort, don't we? Yeah. But there was no one who was praised as much as Absalom. Do you know, I know you're not looking for it in the text. It means that he was praised more than King David. Hmm? Yeah. There was no one who was praised as much as Absalom. When you go to Grace City Church and you're always praising someone, and it's like, oh, we also thank God for Apostle Kalanzi. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. Like all the things, let me tell you, they happen so subtly, no one sees it coming. No one sees it coming. It's like everyone is shocked when it happens. It's like, how, how? What? Yeah? Like, uh, uh, you were not reading the scriptures. Or you read yourself out of the scripture. You say, that scripture doesn't apply here. No. 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 There was no one who was praised. Yeah, those of you at your locations, you have to make an effort. It's about the office. Look, what did Absalom do to have good looks? What did David do to become king? Oh, no, it wasn't nothing. He survived Goliath, what, Saul, caves, hunts. I, I mean, the, the person has gone through hyenas, uh, leopards, and whatever to serve the purposes. He says he served his, his generation in God's purpose. This one, it just happened that he's a son. Look, what if he had the good looks, but he, was the, he wasn't the king's son? No one would care. Born in the right place, given the right responsibilities, given the right office, possessing the right gifts. And and do you know why it happens? Now, should I teach you as a, as a, a, a political teacher or as... Because later on you're going to see the result of it. But let me tell you why it always happens. Because the leader always carries the responsibility of the organization. And for that reason, it is incumbent upon them to make unpopular decisions. 
And while this gifted super duper does not carry the baggage of the unpopular decisions. So that's why they are loved. You see like this stuff that I'm teaching you here. Who else can teach it to you? Yeah, who is going to come here and start telling you what defeat of dangerous sons, devils, what, who, who? Yeah, it's me. That's why it's me you're going to have a bad attitude about. But then, ah, there's this other person I like. At least for them when they preach, they don't talk about these things. They don't talk about these things because they don't have the responsibility that I carry. So when you start throwing them in my face, oh, meh, 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 I'm like, please. You are down the valley. If, yeah. Why forget? Am I making sense? This thing I had it from Bishop Doug. And it's true. So let me tell you, for example, hmm? you are going to be tempted to love your location pastor more than me. Why? Who visits you when you're sick? It's your pastor. For me, I'm just there teaching about defeats, the what? <laughs> Demons. Who sends you some kamane when you're broke? It's your pastor. Who comes to your family events when there is something going on? It's your location pastor. Yeah, and then what do some of the location pastors do? When it's time for responsibility, instead of saying, guys, we are going to do this and this and this, it is, it, you know, Apmo has said. When it is good, I am the one who has said. When it is hard, it is up more. Headquarters, the leaders, out of from above. Look, all my stories are true. They need the report. They need the report. Not, I need the report. I'm your location pastor. I need that MC report because you are an MC leader. No. They need the report. Please. Please, please. I'm also under pressure. Send the report. Send it now. Save me. And of course, when you say you're under pressure, everyone is going to assume where the pressure is coming from. That's why you love them more than you love me. And Paul wrote and said, the more I love you, the less I am loved. Put up the scripture. That's the portion of apostles. The more I love... Just type in the more I love you. There are not too many like that. 
and I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. Yeah, and so you find other people you love and follow because they speak to you things you like to hear. Where were we? Absalom. Sit down. Today, Absalom. No blemish. Where are we? And when he cut the hair of his head, at the end of every year, he cut it because it was heavy on him. Sisters, weren't you? Don't you just wish this was you? When he cut it, he weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels according to the king's standard. To Absalom were born three sons and one daughter whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of beautiful appearance. He's relieving her, her sister, sister. He's like, okay. And Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem but did not see the king's face. Therefore Absalom sent for Joab to send him to the king but he would not come to him. And when he sent again the second time, he would not come. This is the guy who connived to bring him back into the city. See what he did. So he said to his servant, see Job's field is near mine and he has barley there. Go and set it on fire. And Absalom's servant set the field on fire. And Job arose and came to Absalom's house and said to him, why have your servant set my field on fire? And Absalom said to, to Job, look, I sent to you saying, come here so that I may send you to the king. Where have I come from? Gasho. Gasho. It would be better for me to be still there. Therefore, let me see the king's face. But if there is iniquity in me, let him execute me. So Job went to the king and told him. And when he accorded for Absalom, people are not reading. Eh? He came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king. Then the king kissed Absalom. Dangerous sons. He's your son. What are you going to do? And you know very well, the other time when he killed who? Amnon. That's why he was getting me to go. He wanted to finish me. But I can't banish him. He's my son. When you're a son and now... It's through intermediaries that communication is made. Joab, go talk to daddy. I want to see him. Just know you are in a bad place. Yeah. Be careful when people no longer want you in their presence. There is something in their hearts about you. And it wasn't, it didn't come from nothing. So, anyway, the plot thickens. Chapter 15, verse 1. Hmm. Now, we are getting into practicals. Hmm? How to detect a rebel who is near and close. Yeah, the scheming. After it happened that uh, after this it happened, 
Are you guys, you must read. This is the practical part. I will not even allow anyone not read. After this it happened. That Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men ran before him. What is he doing? He's posturing himself like the king. Because this is how the king moves around. Ah. Posturing. Posturing. Chariots and horses. All the other king's sons were not moving around like this. They rode around on mules. Remember how they escaped from the party? All the king's sons are on mules. You, you have chariots and what? 50 men. This in today's spake, that will be everyone is driving you know, a good car, fairly good car. Then you, you have outriders. Hmm? Bikes. Eh? Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> uh, uh, and like you move around in a convoy. You're the location pastor. Your, your leader of the church drives around in one car, but you, you have BMW bikes, five police. Then all your zono pastors, they drive two in front, two behind, and an ambulance. And you have the latest land cruiser. And what do you say? I also don't want this thing, but a member of the congregation just happened to, to donate this which you see. The Lord is moving. What can I do? Isn't it the Lord? Yeah, they even paid for the police escort. I even don't know where they got these police outriders. I tried to stop them. So when they say there's new, don't come. While all the pastors are coming, parking their cars, you, the part that they are like, uh, uh, they, they can't park in the basement because the, there's a stretch for Pastor XYZ with their entourage and all the people. Yeah. I, I told you this is immunization. I'm not saying anyone is doing this. Uh, but it has an advantage added. <laughs> but when you see it happen, ask yourself. Hmm. <laughs> like chariots, horses. Three Range Rovers in a row. Location Pastor One. Location Pastor Two. Location Pastor Three. 
LLP. I also didn't want. By, by the time they brought the Range Rovers, they had already put the, the name of the location and uh, and uh, and uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. This is the to- I negotiated them down. This is the toned down version. You should have seen the original idea. It was a chopper. Yeah, the evangelist one. The evangelist two. Look, this guy, you could tell he had a plan. Let me tell you something. If you ever get into an environment and the person a spiritual leader who is your spiritual leader is there. And you're given certain privileges, packs, etc. And they are not accorded to them. Decline. Yeah, just decline. Just say, oh, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. If they tell you, oh, there's this conference we have invited you, we have invited Apmo to attend, but you are the speaker. Tell them, I, I, it's, it's wonderful that you recognize the anointing on my life, but I will not speak. Yeah, if, if he's not speaking, I'm happy to attend. This is practical. And of course you're going to say, "Eh, control, Eh, that's how they frustrate people's gifts. (laughs) You you have a, you have an Absalomic thing about you. Yeah, just decline. Well, it's in your power to decline. You can always decline and say, no, no, no. I'm happy to attend. Yeah, I'm, 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 since you have invited my lead, I'm glad to be there with them. If you ever go somewhere with your boss eh, in the business and then they give them a, 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 a deluxe single room in the corner somewhere and then they give you the presidential suite. Just, just say, do I want to continue working in this company? Yeah. Put the people to task and say, I think you've got confused here. Yeah. Uh, this, the one you've put down there in the basement, that's my, yeah. Like, if you ever go somewhere with your parents, hmm? and they give your parents a, a, a basement thing where there's no window. Then you're on the top floor with the view of the city. Just arrange with the hotel management and switch and say, 
Yeah. Before they arrive. Don't even, yeah. Make, be as if they want their ones who are given the top floor and it, you, you got the basement. Mm. You see, all the ignorant people now, they, they, they don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Especially those who haven't led anything significant. Yeah. Because that's the beginning of your spiritual problems. Oh, yes. Like, you can't bring here Uncle Ben and you say, I'm going to the lounge, cut it for him, he's going to eat, to buy food outside. be like you have unlocked a tap with dirty water and it's gonna flow and flow and flow be wise imagine I'm somewhere with Bishop Doug it's just I mean an imagination because I don't even see how it would happen. And then they say, Oh, Bishop Doug is here. You also have the Apostle Moses Mukisa from Uganda. Can he greet the people? Me. Uh. <laughs> Be like, yeah, you don't know what you're doing, so I humbly decline. Now Absalom would rise early and stand by the way to the gate. So it was whenever anyone who had the lawsuit came to the king for a decision that Absalom would call to him and say, what city are you from? And he would say, your servant is from such and such a tribe of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, look, your case is good and right, but there is no deputy of the king to hear you. Apmo is too busy. Pastor Angel is too busy. Pastor Ari is always busy. Mia, mia. Moreover, Absalom would say, all that I were made judge in the land and everyone who has a suit or cause would come to me, then I would give him justice. David is not... You see, this ministry, they used to care about people's issues, but now... They are too busy planting churches. They no longer care about members. The the other phenomenon I was telling you, where your location pastor is going to be tempted to cause you to love them more than me, it happens in families where ignorant and unwise mothers turn their children against the fathers because the father is always away. The father didn't carry the child in the womb. The father didn't breastfeed the child. When the child wakes up at night, it's the mother who is there. And what do all children grow up doing? 
loving the mother and not loving the father. And then, ignorant women, they realize, eh, the children love me. Capitalize. Because maybe you, you have had quarrels with your husband, even the husband doesn't love you the way you expected him to love you, so what do you do? You tie the children around yourself and you're like, yeah, where is daddy? I also don't know. Maybe he, he might come back. Why do you think most people have issues with their fathers and not their mothers? Because their mothers corrupted them. <coughs> their mothers corrupted them against the father. And you can corrupt them not, by, not actively, not proactively. No, by just being neutral. You don't do anything. Yeah, you never say anything, whether good or bad. No. Mm. Because you're always there, so they're going to love you. Yeah. The guy over is now fighting in what war, where. Now he has been transferred to the other country. Uh, now he has been fired. He's looking for a new job the whole time. You, 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 are, you are basking in the. You are the good parent. You are the one that. Who is present with the children. And I know I'm, t- I'm talking to you because many of you, that's how you end up with the kind of relationship you have with your father. And you have to be very intentional about fixing it. Yeah, you don't know what your father was going through. You don't know why King David is not available to judge. This this Absalom, he didn't have any battle experience. That's why the first time he tried to get into war, he died. David is always in wars, that side, that side, so he's not available to judge. You want to see up more, they tell you, okay, it's good, now can you talk to this other person to be the same result? You get offended. You don't know He's scared. You don't know where he has to be to do what in order to advance what is needed. And then the unwise leaders in this ministry, that's when they gather people around themselves. They gather their lovers, the people who love them. Look at this. You know, I was telling you the other thing and I forgot to tell you this one. When on the, uh, what was that day they put out palm leaves? Yeah, when Jesus was coming and they got, they got a donkey. Eh? They didn't say, ah, there is 13 of us. We need 13 donkeys. You mean we are going to enter Jerusalem for us on foot while this one is on a donkey? Who can we share the donkey? <laughs> there is 13 of us. Why is it only Jesus has a donkey? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why is it 
this pastor has a car. Why, why are you going to the other one also? Now, back here. And so it was whenever anyone came near to bow down to him. Watch this. That he would put out his hand and take him and kiss him. No, 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 no. Yeah, someone once is supposed to be like, hey, this is a prince. Bow. No, no, no. Hello. I'm not like King David. Yeah. I'm not like those uh, traditional rulers of the past. Don't, don't, don't bow down. Just, come on. Yeah, let me give you a kiss. You and I, we are, you know, it's, yeah. We, we are all suffering under David's leadership and we are bowing, bowing down to him. Yeah, I'm not like him. Yeah, I'm not like him. We can sit and have tea. I'm not like those, that, that other... Yeah. If you are a zono pastor, this is your temptation. Because you are the one in touch with the people. So you try and make the location pastor look bad. It's natural. In this manner, Absalom acted toward all Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. After this, he asked his dad to go to Hebron and he let him. 15, 10, I'm finishing. Then Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigns in Hebron. The rebellion has taken on full steam now. And with Absalom went 200 men invited from Jerusalem, and they went along innocently and did not know anything. You might be involved in a plot. I'm, this is a, a, a vaccination. One day, someone may come to you and there's a plot. And you're like, hey, there's a meeting. And you're not asking yourself, but why is so-and-so? Why isn't this person in this meeting? I thought you said it's a ministry meeting. Where is the location pastor? Where is the network leader? If the meeting is to discuss the affairs of the movement, where is the movement leader? If the meeting is to discuss the affairs of the location, where is the location pastor? How can we be discussing the affairs of the location without the location pastor? So ask yourself, these people were called from Jerusalem to go to Hebron. Then Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gilonite, David's counselor from his city, from Gilo, where he offered sacrifices and the conspiracy grew strong for the people with Absalom continually increased in number. Now a messenger came to David saying, the hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. So David said to all his servants who are with him at Jerusalem, arise and let us flee or we shall not escape from Absalom. 
Make haste to depart, lest you overtake us suddenly and bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. Verse 30. Go down all the way to verse 30. Can you read verse 30? So David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives and wept as he went up and he had his head covered and went barefoot. And all the people who were with him covered their heads and went up weeping as they went up. If you ever cause your father or mother to weep, it's not as innocent as it seems to you. This last section is called The End. Chapter 18, verse 1. And David numbered the people who were with him and set captains of thousands, hundreds, sent out one third of the people under the hand of Joab, one third under Abishai, Joab's brother, and the other third under Itai the Gittite. And the king said to the people, I also will surely go with you. But the people answered, You shall not go out. For if we flee away, they will not care about us. Nor if half of us die, will they care about us. But you are worth 10,000 of us now. For you are now more help to us in the city. Then the king said to them, Whatever it seems, seems best to you, I will do. So the king stood beside the gate, and all the people went out by hundreds and by thousands. Now the king had commanded Joab, Abishai, and Dittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man. It was always the father's heart to... to redeem him. Look, these things you hear people saying, eh, they are not flippant. When people say, oh, there is a curse about this, about that, they are not flippant. In fact, no leader even can do that. Most of the people have been destroyed. No one has ever said anything to them. No. It's always regret. I wish the person had turned around And all the people heard when the king gave all the captain's orders. So the people went out anyway. Verse 7. The people of Israel were overthrown there before the servants of David. And a great slaughter of 20,000 took place that day. Verse 8. For the battle there was scattered over the face of the whole countryside. And the woods devoured more people than that day than the sword devoured. Verse 9. Then Absalom met the servants of David. Absalom rode on a mule. The mule went under the thick boughs of a great terebinth tree and his head caught in the terebinth. So he was left hanging between heaven and earth. And the mule which was under him went on. Now a certain man saw it and told Job and said, I saw Absalom. I just saw Absalom hanging on a terebinth tree. So Job said to the man who told him, You just saw him? Why did you not strike him there to the ground? I would have given you ten shekels of silver and a belt. But the man said to Job, this is the same man who brought him back to Jerusalem and who looked like he was in support of him. You see, when there is rebellion, some people may work with you and you think they are for you, but everyone is, like someone said, in politics, they are not permanent what? Friends. They are just permanent interests. Someone is using you. And when it's time to finish you off, they will finish you off. The same Absalom who seemed to be advocate, Joab who seemed to be advocating for Absalom was the first one who wanted him killed. 
But the man said to Joab, Though I were to receive a thousand shekels of silver on my hand, I would not raise my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing, the king commanded you and Abishai and Dittai, saying, Beware lest anyone touch the young man Absalom. Otherwise, I would have dealt falsely against my own life. For there is nothing hidden from the king, and you yourself would have set yourself against me. Then Joab said, I cannot linger with you. And he took three spears in his hand and thrust them through Absalom's heart while he was still alive in the midst of the terebinth tree. And ten young men who bore Job's armor surrounded Absalom and struck and killed him. So Job blew the trumpet. This, the last, in the stages of this the last stage is execution. So Job blew the trumpet and the people returned from pursuing Israel for Job held back the people. And they took Absalom and cast him into a large pit in the woods and laid a very large heap of stones over him. Then all Israel fled, everyone to his tent. Now Absalom in his lifetime had set up a pillar for himself, which is in the king's valley. For he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. I think this was before he had children. He called the pillar after his own name and to this day it's called the Absalom's what? Monument. So you can see that his interest all along was not to lead the kingdom or to help the people. It was to make a name for himself. And he perished. Thank you Lord for this message. Even as we're going to the break, give us wisdom to know how to behave ourselves and how not to become full prey to the enemy. We bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.